I think it's always doing it. We're just hyper aware now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, welcome to episode five. <laughs> it's been a living hell for the past Literally. three hours. We were on top of the world yesterday. This morning there was some hiccups on Moni's side, and followed then a little by more, and then a little uh, breath of fresh air, followed by oh, more hiccups, yeah. <laughs> followed by rejection trauma, <laughs> slash being broke trauma. What does being broke mean to you, like? You have no money or you can't keep your savings? Yeah, that's a good question. Because I think there's a difference for me between being broke and poor. And I don't think I'm poor. Okay. But I think being broke... For me, being broke means, like, not having money to, like, spend. Yeah. Yeah, not having expendable income. Or not... Shit, not having income, period. But, like, not having... Because, like, I have money... And in, I have like inve- money invested in stuff, and that's growing. So like, I don't have nothing. It's not like when I run out of money, I'm out of money. But I also don't have like anything coming in. Yeah, or any like comfort in that area. Yeah. Because I just like grasp constantly with money. I'm so stressed about it all the time, and it's like, is it worth it? Because. I'm continually surviving really well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, totally. But I act as if the stress or me, like, grasping onto it for dear life would somehow benefit me, but I don't think any of it does. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting because I've, like, been... It's crazy to go through, like, being being on salary, being good, like, being able to pay all my bills on time and, like, full be fully independent and all of these things with like money to spare and you're like damn this is cool like it's so cool like I don't feel pressed to like spend it like I just have it it's great Mm -hmm. and then being on the other side where like yeah it's precious and so I kind of have that too though because I mean as frustrating as it is and it's like I'm sick and I'm tired of it like I'm tired of being in this position and I want to be like continually good and I want like to like grow my grow in a lot of ways financially like and be past this point I also have been I've I've always been protected in that way even when I don't have a lot of money like I've never been asked out like I've always had something whether it's a job coming at the last minute whether it's moving with my mom whether it's like someone like an additional check from a past something like there's always been I feel like there's always been like protection so yeah where sometimes I'm like fuck I should not have fucking bought that sandwich like I was fucked up but then also I'm like yeah it, it comes it it has come and it will come again and I might as well just like allow myself to indulge a little bit yeah I'm already on a sandwich i'm already stressed as fuck like yeah i might as well have something that tastes good that like feels nice <laughs> for myself yeah that's not the uh, sick 14 isn't going to make or break my success and my growth moving forward sure i might i want to think about it and consider it and like be mindful but also it's not the end all be all yeah it's like go back and forth yeah it's interesting too with food because like i 
I spend a lot at the grocery store, but I hardly ever go out because of money mm-hmm. constraints. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you, the food you're getting at the grocery store is still costing money. Because <laughs> you're like, I'm just going to buy groceries. That way I don't have to spend money. money on food. Yeah. Because, yeah, I get in that too. Like, I just made bomb-ass soup yesterday. I made pupusas the day before that. So I have hella food. And then I bought a sandwich today. I'm like, God damn it, Simone! You made food, so you wouldn't have to buy food. But it's like, it's okay. But, yeah, if we can consider and take in the whole picture, like, all right, great. I did get groceries. I did cook so that I could have food. But I also, I still have this leftover from my budget. Yeah, I'm going to start really considering that. And also, like, there's just a big part of it that's just, like, having to let go. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I don't really necessarily even have – ha- I'm budgeted, but I don't, like, have a clear budget. But, like, yeah, I'll do that where I'll regret going to get something to eat or getting delivery because I was super tired or something. Mm-hmm. But for what, though? Right. The stress of it is not worth it. Right. I'm not going to look back a year from now and be like, God damn it, I shouldn't have bought that that $14 sandwich. How could I? Yeah. Not to mention, the minute I bit into it, all regrets just (laughs) left the building. Okay, good, because that was a bomb-ass sandwich. Yeah, that was bomb. That hot... It was like a mix between hot sauce and something else. It was like hot sauce slash something kind of sweet or... Well, the bread was hella bomb, too, because the bread was sweet. And, like, um, chewy. Oh, God. Yeah, double stacked fish. Yeah, dude. Double stacked fried fish. If you're in the Bay, Mama T's, formerly known as Cater to You, you know the one. Shout out to Destiny's Child. Do you think it's named after that song? I kind of always think so. That's the first thing that came up. Destiny's Child came up before Cater to You. I mean, Yeah. yeah, what else would it be? I don't know, catering to you. <laughs> yeah. God, I used to love Destiny's Child so much. <laughs> Me too, in middle school. That was a that was a reference to our age gap, folks. Me and Emily are like eight years apart, right? I I always forget how old you are. You've been twenty seven to twenty nine since I've known you. <laughs> Are you going to be 29 this year? I'm going to be 29, bitches! In like three weeks. Okay. Is that true? Four-ish. It's the 11th today. Hey! Literally (laughs) four weeks. (laughs) In literally a month, you guys. Hey, considering how long it's taking us to get this podcast out, you you might just be hearing this for the first time on my birthday. Ew. Meta. Meta no Facebook. Hello. So yesterday we were so excited to record this episode. Hey, even this morning we were excited to record this episode. Then life happened and here we are. But we're pushing through because it does always feel really good to share and make these episodes. And we both had have plenty of things to talk about. Yeah, I mean, I did before I forgot it all. Oh, yeah, you forgot it. Yeah, and I've been on this uh, treatment for a long time. I have complex uh, late-stage Lyme disease, and I've been feeling way better, but my throat 
is just so congested today, so it's hard to be excited about talking. But yesterday I had like so many things to discuss with my podcast fans, and now I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I'm literally pressed star six to mute. I'm done here. I thought you were going to say star 67 as in go back, call back. Oh, I forgot about star 67. Maybe it was star 69. One of them was block. I think star 67 was block. Star 69 was call back. So I thought you were trying to star 69 back to yesterday. Wow. When you remembered. When we remembered and we had faith in ourselves. Right. Not only faith, but, you know, faith, like the most faith. We were so excited, you guys. I guess we could just start with when's the last time you cried? Oh, okay. Go ahead. I know it's usually been kind of funny, but <laughs> yeah, this, all of a sudden, this week uh, got real. Are you guys ready for a really depressing podcast episode? <laughs> Not really, but parts maybe. Yesterday I cried a lot because I missed my mom. I missed my second mom who died a few years ago, and I was thinking like, well, one, I just have some regrets at the last Mm. part of her life and two I was like if I was kind of thinking in the bathtub I was like dead or alive who would be your dream guest on the podcast Mm. and it was Rita and that just like broke my heart and it's just crazy to me that I can't share her Mm. with people in my life like I can't believe Mm. she's never coming back Mm. and She's the most influential person I've ever had in my life, I think, besides Mm -hmm. Kim. And, yeah, I just, I can't believe it. And so it was that and just being, like, really bummed that even, even the fact that I can't share her or she can't share herself with you guys bums me out. And I don't even know who you guys are. I don't know who's going to be listening to this or not, but... My mom was the most magical human being, and she would have had amazing, hilarious, deep-ass shit to say about dating. (sighs) Oh, my God. And, like, during the late 70s, early 80s, she she had a husband, um, but also they were in, like, open things. And so, like, in the 70s in New York, she was, like, mm. also, like, dating jazz musicians and, like, da-da-da-da-da. And meanwhile, her husband would be in Chile, like, working on a film or they'd be at their house in L.A. And Rita would just have so much good stuff to offer. And she loved yeah. talking about this stuff. And she talked, even though she was an older woman and at the end of her life, she seemed, we have this notion of, like, old people or people who are kind of worn down that they can't talk about things that young people talk about like oh it's so taboo or crazy if like a grandma talks about sex or is like open to talk to you about drugs or whatever and Rita didn't have any of that and mind you she didn't die very old she was like 71 or 72 which to me is young yeah but she she would have been a great guest. Yeah. For me, not to keep the down tempo, folks. Yeah. We're going there, but fuck it. We're going there. This is life, too. Yeah. A lot. If you can't go there with us today, hey, 
fast forward to episode six or go back to episode four or maybe fast forward just like 10 yeah to i'm sure it'll be I'm different sure yeah be hilarious true true just give us a, or give us a few or something yeah um i cried yesterday i've been i've been like holding it in just i don't know if you heard about this like horribly tragic death that happened earlier this week um it just in the bay and i i didn't hear about it yeah i don't even a a mm, 23 month old was killed Yeah, and it was, I mean, it's just such a, it's horror, it's it's just, I hadn't even been able to process it until I got to therapy yesterday, and just talked about, just talked about all of it, talked about just uh, timing, and like, how a, a millisecond makes all of the difference in the world, and how life can change so quickly and how we have no control over it and I just like let it all out and all of the fear around that and I'm prone to anxiety and just yeah I'm also prone I guess to um empathy which I say hesitantly because my therapist tells me that all the time but I have a hard time with like understanding that I don't know like yeah or even owning it but I guess I do feel a lot and so when I do like so sometimes I have to just like push it down because otherwise it can just get so intense yeah so yeah that was a lot to hold yesterday and has been um and just yeah thinking about my own nephews and my family and just you know wanting to do everything I can to protect them and just just having this truth and yeah it's just a lot and thankfully though you know therapy is just really great and you know so much of the anxiety is like but even if I talk about it like it's not going to change the fact that I don't have control but even just talking about it and like She's asking me, well, well, what do you know to be true now? What do you know? What protects you now? And what can you ground yourself in, in this moment, in this present? And so those kinds of practices, even though they don't, they don't just like heal everything right away and take away all of the pain and the grief and the fear, it still is really helpful to like, practice looking for other things inside as opposed to just the fear and the grief and the sadness so that's been a lot um but yeah and then yeah folks I haven't really cried in any tv shows this week it's mostly been like really real shit (laughs) um I've cried twice today just my own stuff feeling even though I've had like a lot of things have been moving so much in my own life and unfolding in these like like eerily clear ways but at the same time I get it's just hard to allow things to move at the pace they need to move Mm -hmm. when 
my current circumstances feel so urgent. Mm-hmm. So I broke down a couple times today. Um, thankfully, one time while I was chanting. So I was able to shift it a little bit. But yeah, just going through the motions of knowing where I want to be and not being there. And it feeling really fucking urgent considering I'm about to be 29 and I'm at a very like crucial time in my own development and I just want to feel like a fucking adult (laughs) and it's hard when I don't feel like a fucking adult (sighs) yeah this is very relatable even the so the first part that you were saying about the child and about your family and how things can change so quickly I think about that so often and there is some like magical thinking around it too I've already thought about it about you like four or five times just today Mm. but like I'll think about it with Juniper and the kids so much like every day and just be like I cannot handle that like this is un no but even like when we were driving to get your sandwich I was like oh maybe she could drop me off at home and then she Mm -hmm. could just run there She'll just take my parents' car. And then I was like, oh, well, what if that decision is what kills her? And then I don't have her. And then it's Whoa, my fault. Like, oh. or not even my fault. Yeah. It was like, then she's gone. Yeah. Like, and I, and like, my sister was just talking about our relationship being magical mm. and like so special. And like, oh, I could just lose that. Like, Whoa. and it's so constant or not so constant, but it's, it's a re- reoccurring theme. Mm-hmm. So many moments of the day Maybe not every day, but Mm -hmm. there'll be like more patches of anxiety and Mm -hmm. then it's every day for a while and then you forget about it and then like a snap back to reality and yeah, that shit is scary as fuck. And it's just weird to be alive and have to like, not have to, but hold all these different pieces because it's like, oh, life is so precious. Like everything that we have right now is everything that we need. Da, 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 da. if something happened to you today like I wouldn't like or if something happened to me today like it wouldn't ma- like you would look you'd be like I can't believe I was crying about blah 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 but I was mm-hmm. with her and like mm-hmm. I had her and all that you know what I mean it's yeah. like and we can't for some reason as humans we can't mm-hmm. stay present mm-hmm. it sure we can practice it all the time right. but like and it's and it it's also for whatever reason, because it's life, like for whatever, for whatever reason, it's healthy for you to cry about feeling freaked out about your future or not even freaked out. It's that, why isn't this, ha- I need it to happen now. Why is it not now? I'm so sick of mm-hmm. my living situation or I'm so sick of feeling like I'm broke. And it's like, these things are real and should be processed and are important and are normal emotions. Mm-hmm. But then like when trauma happens, it's like, why was I thinking about any of that? Yeah. Like I had everything I needed. Damn. Like, and we can't stay, we can't stay like this. Yeah. Even if we lost something today and then we were staying hyper focused mm-hmm. in it three years from now, we would not be right. in that situation anymore. Right. We are like, oh shit. Now I'm going to appreciate everything I have. Right. And like n- now I'm going to do, I like, I regret how I was thinking before this is the way I'm going to be now. Right. But that only lasts for so long and yeah. then we're back in it. 
A hundred percent. Think about COVID, everyone. Right. Like, and I already kind of knew because having a chronic illness that put me in bed mm. for months at a time, I would say like, if I just had one day to be healthy, like you have no idea. Like I'll never, I'll never take it for granted, take my health for granted. And I was, and okay. So pretty much the day that I got re- reprieve from my illness I had seven months where I wasn't sick. The pretty much to the date was the beginning of shelter in place. So the first Mm. few days I was actually healthy were the first few days of shelter in place. And I remember people on social media and da, 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 da. I mean, it was everywhere. People just freaking out. And it was like day four. And I'd see like on Instagram, like, when I see you guys again in a month, like I'm never taking it for <laughs> I'm never taking it for granted. Like, and like very social people who are like party people, people I would follow on Instagram. They'd be like, when I see you guys again, I love you so much. And I'll never take this for, and in my head, I'm like, yeah, fucking right. right. And what? Like second day people started going out mm-hmm. beginning of this summer, a little bit, whenever like we was before Delta and like mm-hmm. some people were vaccinated People for real, second night out, just acted like this was normal again. Right. Just back to normal. Right. Have you remembered all of the things? That you and not a single thing. <laughs> well, you guys, I know you're at the edge of your seats dying to know the most recent updates on the continual saga of TT3. Well, remember all of the things that I said in each episode prior. <laughs> Negate every single thing I told you about this boy. Forget it all. Forget every single one. It's crazy. It's crazy how how much can change in less than a week, you guys. Yeah. When did we record that last episode? Literally a week ago. I think it was last Thursday. Yeah. Last Thursday or Friday. It was last Thursday because last Friday I went out to the show. Oh, yeah. But last Thursday I was, I hit him up to see if we wanted to hang out that night. Last Thursday when we recorded the last pod, when it rains, it pours. The sun is out today. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) It is 70 out. Not a single cloud in the sky. It is dry as dry land. This environment. (laughs) I don't even know where to it not only has this whole idea of a fling or whatever you want to fucking call it with tt3 gone out the window it was also attached to our friendship most likely Mm. and is taking that out the window with it damn damn i want to hear from you guys in the comments for real or even call in you know call in Lines are open. (laughs) What compels someone to, in a matter of 24 hours, go from wanting to hang out, being the one actively pursuing the idea of hanging out, to literally ignoring every single text for damn near a week? But not just not responding to text messages, watching your IG stories, and right. sometimes even sending you, quote unquote, 
funny videos. Like, funny vids, guys. Funny vids. So, we were talking about hanging out last weekend. I hit him up on Friday. Kind of like, hey, maybe we can do this on Saturday. Didn't hear anything. All right, whatever. Don't hear anything. Actually, and and the crazy thing is, in the midst of this pretty much one week of radio silence slash watching my IG stories slash sending me this random ass video that wasn't even that funny. Also calling me at four in the morning? Bruh. So Friday I hit and him saying, up. And asking, do you, can you hang out today? Right. Call. Okay, this is the thing, you guys. So after that one night that we had together, that one night, that one night in heaven. Just kidding. Um, after that one night that we kicked it, the next day he called me and wanted to hang out, I guess. Or he called me and he called me actually the next evening. I was asleep, so I called him the next day. He wasn't working, so he was like, Oh, what are you doing today? I told him I'm recording the pod. <laughs> yeah. And then he was like, Oh, what are you doing for us today? So it's like it sounds like you want to kick it. You know what I mean? Like when you someone asks you, What are you doing today? And then, okay, well what what else are you doing? Like you're trying to gauge my availability for the day. So I told him, basically, I was like, I have a bunch of calls and da 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 And I was like, well, what, do you, what about this weekend? What are you doing? Or I said, like, when, when can we see each other or something? When can we hang out? And he was like, this weekend. All right, cool. Mind you, I'm not pressed. I'm juiced. I'm excited. I'm down. I'm not pressed. And also, mind you, she had clearly laid out a couple of boundaries. I had laid out some boundaries. Which is... One of them being around communication. If we're going to hang out, if we're even talking about the possibility of hanging out and it's not going to happen, just let me know. Like, that's I want it. to, that's it. I'm not, not telling you we need to hang out two times a week at the least. You need to take me out to dinner one of those times. The other times has to be an intimate. Like, I don't, none of that. I just want to know. And that's like also boundaries that I set with my regular friends. Like, right. Emily has set that boundary with me. Like, that's a very fair boundary. Like, Hey, friends. Hey, people that I like and want to hang out with. If we're going to hang, let's hang. If not, let's communicate about that. That's, I feel like that's just kind of a general fine thing to request yeah. of any human being. Yeah. Anyways, Friday I hit him up. I say, like, let's go dancing Saturday. I don't hear from him. Whatever. I was going out to a show. And so then I guess, yeah, I had a great time at the show. Then Saturday. And then I went to bed. Woke up to a missed call from him oh yeah this was when i woke up to a missed call from him at from 4 a.m saturday i had a very busy day so i didn't call him back around two or so i texted him like did you mean i didn't know how else to say this without being like bro what the fuck (laughs) so i just said did you mean to call me at 4 a.m didn't hear from him so that now this is two text messages to which he has not responded sunday still haven't heard from him Texted him in the evening, kind of just like, hey, um, I don't really like this kind of communication. I really appreciate it when da-da-da-da-da and kind of laid it out. So that marked the third message that I didn't hear back from him. And I think there were actually two more before the Friday one. So that was at that point like five messages. I'm just kind of like, what the fuck? I'm not necessarily... Oh, actually, after I sent the Sunday text where I kind of told him I wasn't cool with it, I got pissed. Before that, I wasn't. Before that, actually... I had come to this realization that this was just something I merely wasn't attracted to, which was kind of like a big epiphany that me and Emily had. Yeah. So meaning like, okay, so for a long time dealing with unavailable people, 
we always thought that the person not texting us back or the person not getting back to us meant that somehow we weren't good enough or we were in in name anyway it could be we weren't good enough physically we weren't good enough um whatever we are being too clingy we were asking too much just all these different stories it was either that we would go back and forth between we're not good enough or they're a fucking asshole right we're not good enough yeah exactly or like fuck us or fuck them exactly there's nothing in between and then someone calls me and is like um actually like this just straight up isn't attractive and we were both just like what (laughs) like mind blown like whoa actually we could look at non-communicative people that we are sexually attracted to once we find out hey they're not communicative or they're not trying to hang with me right whatever it is being like oh okay never mind that's not cool that's not cute yeah like at this point like we want men who are like a hella trying to hang and like, like at the very least communicate communicating <laughs> and that's the thing like at that point i hadn't i wasn't pissed i wasn't like looking at him differently other than just kind of being like oh, my vagina is kind of cool off this now like i was just like oh it, it's as if meeting someone that i think is cute and then hearing them talk and they like are dumb or we just have like very different ideas about life and i just my i we just i'm like oh that's actually not a kind of person that i want to fuck with like i'm just not attracted to that it was the same shit and it was so empowering because i felt guys i felt neutral whoa (laughs) i felt neutral about it i was just like all right love the dude not attracted to him anymore really or not attracted to this thus kind of body's shutting down but then when sunday came around and i vocalized what what i did wasn't into and what i why i was why that bothered me and i literally didn't hear back from him then it went from neutral to like a little negative yeah also because this guy is your friend not just because he's your friend but because wednesday night the night that you spent the night i shared that you shared that and also he was telling you he was into you and he was telling me he was into things. it and he was telling me he's told me time and time again he values our friendship i even said like are do you think we should do this like i don't know how would it affect our friendship and he's like oh i think we're in a good space now like i think finally our friendship is solid enough that we could do this and it wouldn't ruin shit shut up yeah you're a damn lie you're really whispering sweet nothings yeah False advertisement, bro. False advertisement. Yeah, that's some fuckboy shit on another level. And, like, the crazy thing is, like, maybe this is naive of me, but I could, I know that he hasn't, like, yeah, he's done shit to, like, he's maybe had his times, like, where he hasn't treated women great. And he's shit, even when we were in high school. I was, I fell victim to that. But I, I was like, we're friends, like we've i'm not asking for too much i'm not asking him for anything that he will have to lie about in the future right like i even said like if there's someone else you want to fuck with just let me know not don't fuck with anyone else so like i made it very open in a way where like i thought that would at least be respected especially because we're cool but for that to be violated is like damn bro how do you come back from that Mm. 
I'm asking you, TT3, how do you come back from that? And then he sent me, I don't know, yesterday or the day before or something, sent me a fucking video on Instagram. On Instagram. Not even texting you. So we know you have your phone. We know you're alive. We know you're functioning to, to fucking search social media. And you know where my <clears throat> name exists in your, like, you're aware of where I live in your phone enough to send me a video. And so you straight up ignored not only, like, things of just like, hey, hey. what's up, da, 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 but then on another one. Hey, these are my feelings. Like, yeah. And hey, still, this is what I don't like. She's heard nothing. And then I said, I was like, really? You're really about to send me this video like we're cool, but ignore all of my other messages. He left that shit on scene. Damn. Scene. Bruh, if you're not going to respond, at least don't open it. You know I can see the shit. It's like, what kind of, what are you trying to do? What's your game plan here, bro? Are you aware that you're ruining our friendship? Not even are you aware that you've already fucked up the Punani thing, but like, are you aware that you're also like fucking up, I don't know, like a mediocre to solid friendship? That's insane. And like, yeah, just to just to reflect on the other episodes, it was just like, oh, yeah, like, because I was saying, like, he kind of seems like a fuckboy. And then we're like, well, like, he's a dynamic fuckboy. He's yeah. a blah, 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 fuckboy. No, you're a trademark generic right. ass. Are those two different opposite things? Generic and trademark? Yeah. But you're but both. In this, but in the, somehow <laughs> you're you've managed a, to do both. Thank you. <laughs> you are the Getty image of fuckboys. Of fuckboy, for real. And fuck you, too. Like... Yeah. Damn, no, I'm angry. Yeah. Get angry, oh. Get angry, you guys. Because and I don't think that that guys and I'm you know what? I just have to say this now, but it's it's not gonna change other than having gay people on our show. But this is such a heteronormative show and I'm not gonna try and I can't And to be but to be fair, I do think that like heteronormative culture goes beyond a gay man versus a straight man. Like True. Even my sister, who's butch, we've had these conversations where, like, well, her ex now, but her her ex, who's very femme, can have a lot of girlfriends and hang out with a lot of girlfriends. But when my sister does, that's different. Like, that's not okay. It's questionable. Mm-hmm. Even though my sister is, like, very much in her heart. Like, she's a fucking, she is feminine in many ways. But, like, she presents as more masculine. She's more masculine presenting. And I've talked to her about that. Like, that's some heteronormative ass shit. Y'all are in a queer relationship, but you're still succumbing to, oh, because I look more like a man, I can't have female friends. That type shit. So, I say all that to say, we might talk about, yeah. We might talk very heteronormative, but I do feel like these, these roles, they spill over into even to to different kinds of relationships yeah so let's just say now when we say guys we're talking about not just guys but i guess patriarch like the patriarchal definition of a yeah i don't even know because there's other ones where i say sis and then i'm saying other stuff and i'm like i don't we're inclusive you guys can you just let's get this out we are inclusive yeah (laughs) um so 
Oh, what I was going to say is I don't think that guys know that like, and guys, you're probably going to laugh at what I'm about to say, but I'm dead ass serious. There's so many women, so many women who have for real fuckboy PTSD. Like this shit is crazy. It's real. It is so real. And that's what makes us... Like, the side that some men get from us of being, like, quote-unquote, like, crazy or this and that, it's like, no, dude, like, because we've been fucked over, because we've truly been lied to, and not just lied to, but, like, manipulated to like somebody, and then this fuckboy thing happens, and, like, that's, and I'm just saying that to say, like, oh, I just noticed myself getting angry just then, because Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, so many women have this baggage. Right. And I hear what you're saying about, like, yeah, we we speak heteronormative, but, like, using that example with your sister, yeah, because studs or, like, butch people, they also have a... They're also under... Not just them, women, too, but they're... Or, they're women, too, but... (laughs) Cool. (laughs) And they... What I'm trying to say is they're people too. <laughs> um, what I was gonna say they can but... call themselves women. It's okay. We can. Okay. What I was gonna say though is like even tomboy or butch women are under a patriarchal mm-hmm. system of looking at what men are supposed to look like, right? And we're just so taught that women are supposed to be. I don't. And remember. like femininity is supposed to look like this is that what you're trying to say i was more gonna say like patriarchy teaches that like the more women that you can have like you equals your worth mm-hmm. it has to do with money and power it's money power and sex mm-hmm. money power and the the commodity of getting a woman it is like a commodity Mm -hmm. it is like something to get and then once you have it when you need something else Mm -hmm. because now your worth is proven now you have to figure out how to get it somewhere else it reminds me of this kendrick lamar song on that like forest like olive green album i think it's called unmastered or something and Mm -hmm. he talks about all all the different races like what did the agent say yeah Mm -hmm. a piece of yeah, the white a man, piece of the mind, Asian, and then black man. Please. What were you saying about the song and about? Oh, I was the... just thinking about patriarchy and then how it yeah. shows in different cultures, different yeah. sexes, like. Yeah, and like what? Yeah. How it drives what different people, yeah, especially from different cultures and backgrounds, how it drives what they're supposed to be motivated. To get yeah and i think across lines women have always been commodified and right. used but it shows up looking so different right. culture to isn't culture that shit? isn't that some damn shit i just thought of that Chappelle bit where he was talking about when he was a kid working for some dude i think he was selling drugs or something and he was in new york city and he was like doing he was like doing great so the his boss gave him like 
fifteen some hell of money in cash, like gave it to him in a bag, and he was on subway. He was on the he was on subway. <laughs> Eat fresh. <laughs> he was on the subway. He was on the train, and he was just like, oh shit, like. I have hella money, like, I, I, hope, I hope no one notices how much money I have, da 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 like, hella freaking out about it. And he, was, and he was like, imagine what it's like to have a pussy. Yeah. Like, across the board, that is what it comes down to. That is what is, it's so fucked up. Like, how even though, even if certain cultures are, yeah, through the are like moving through the lens of like grasping for money or grasping for power da, 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 da. it's like the goal is still to get pussy mm-hmm. and yet y'all do not cherish us mm-hmm. how can those two things exist at once how interesting because just like 10 minutes ago i was talking about just having to hold these like giant dualities in life yeah like you have to hold that shit in the same palm like y'all will do anything to get us and also destroy us all the time. Do anything, like, period. To okay. your own, like, yeah. You do anything oh, to yeah. get us and then also you just do anything. Without yeah. any fucks given. Yeah. And I remember with a Cat Williams stand-up kind of hating how he was like, and you know who runs the world? And then he's just like, women, y'all run it. Because we, like... uh yeah, basically we'll right. do anything to get you. And it's like, and? No, that doesn't mean we rule the world at all. It means our you lives... You do anything to get us. Our <laughs> lives are hella scary and yeah. feel... Wow, all the time. Like, right. And all we ask for over and over again is to feel safe. Like, can you just please help me feel safe? Please? Whether it's walking at night... Yeah. Or asking a person that I thought I could trust to, like hold value and respect the things that i'm asking for it's like what all as women we ask so often to just feel safe yeah and it just for some reason is just like what like it's just missed it's missed time and time again like tt3 how how is he just like fully okay I literally, when I talked to him, used the word safe. Mm-hmm. Like, so that I could feel safe. Mm-hmm. And yet, and so he, he knows that exact what he's doing is the exact opposite of that. Mm-hmm. It's literally taking that away from our, the, our dynamic. And is doing it willingly. Mm-hmm. And this isn't something that Simone asked for and he said, oh, actually, I can't do that. Right. And now she's freaking out. Like, no, you, you said, yeah, totally. I agree with you. Well, he, he, sh- he nodded his head. <laughs> okay. But he was ready to have sex with you that morning. Yeah. And by the grace of God, you didn't. Amen. Thanks, TT3. That pussy is not supposed to be yours. Well, it's never going to be yours. But I mean. It's not supposed to be shared with you. Exactly. Yeah, and I think I keep thinking about that too because like even the night before we were like it we were like about to and part of me was like, I don't know, but I'm already here, so fuck it. Question mark. And then he fell asleep. I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Christ of God. laughs> and yeah, 
it's yeah yeah it's so confusing and how like oh god there's just so many double standards like men who have little girls and then they're just like oh they'll kill a man who hurts them yet they're out cheating they're on the their ones. girl yeah like all of the things and they're like oh a woman's life is, like now I, after having now kids i, I see yeah that a woman that a girl's life is so precious no you don't but what are you actually doing to not perpetuate the same behavior yeah even the other night when i made my new friends one i was talking to them about the podcast and i was talking to the dude and i said i told him about our merch and i told him what it's called what the word wording is and then we started just like having a conversation about avoiding attachment and all that stuff and he was talking about something that like when he said it it, like hit me in a different way because he he was like oh yeah they people used to call me a fuck boy which was surprising to me but he's like yeah but i'm like in therapy doing hella work and like recognized the Mm. tendencies and then made active choices to like heal and not do those anymore damn and I realized, like, oh, yeah, how many times have I, and I immediately thought about Arlington, because how many times have I had a conversation with him being like, hey, I really don't like it when you do this thing. Just don't do this thing, please. And then he says, oh, I'm so sorry. Sorry. So sorry. I fucked up. I'm a jerk. Da, da, da. A week later. Yeah. Same shit. Because yeah. what is he actually doing? To reverse it. That right. shit doesn't just go away. That's in your blood at this point, bro. Like, that's yeah. in your... That's your suffering. That's your pain. Like, it shows up. Like, m- many people, I feel like our pain is goes more inward. <laughs> more often, like, it, it implodes onto its, into ourselves as, like, self-deprecating or all of the ways that we, like, you know, our pain shows up in our own hearts and bodies. But a lot of times it's the opposite where it like explodes on other people. And if, and either way, if you're not doing the work, shit's just going to keep happening. But I didn't think about it until that moment that like, oh yeah, (laughs) growth doesn't just happen by a person telling you over and over again that you're making horrible choices and you're hurting my feelings. Oh no, no, no. Even if they actively are like, oh my bad. Like, but you're not actually doing anything to change yeah for real well that titty almost got rubbed a second time folks maybe even too titty maybe well that's end of our pod I hope it's been great for you (laughs) is it the end? no oh whoa no but we didn't even get any i mean well we got plenty of places but i'm just like i mean we have a whole half of i'm here over here waiting for you to remember oh (laughs) but i'm like you haven't talked about afrotech you haven't talked about um phony people and like a date you haven't talked about it's true. Yeah, and we didn't all the way go into, like, fun fact, like, this actually just isn't attractive to us anymore. Yeah. Like, I think that that's, like, huge. That's a shit we don't like. Well, I guess I do want to, because you shared, because you pointed out all those things, 
that you did this week? Yeah. Oh, good. Share about them. <laughs> I have also had, guys, a, like, great... I've been having a great time. And it's really cool. Yeah, her week's been great. My, My week has... has been today and, like, a couple other really intense emotional moments. But, yeah since actually my last two weeks have been great and so like this whole shit with tt3 is it's there but it's also like not in many ways yeah her and so simone and i talk all the fucking time yeah and it's taken up maybe like two and a half percent of our conversations (laughs) like but we were just kind of like oh i can't wait to talk about this man on the podcast because for her and i it was like if this was a few years ago, we'd probably be, like, right. analyzing it a lot. But instead, we were both just like, what the fuck? Like, we didn't even, we didn't even really have too much to say. We were just like, that's wild. Like, yeah. this behavior is so weird. And then besides the, like, revelation of just, like, I'm not attracted to this. And a few days later, it was just, like, yesterday, actually, being Wednesday, and not still not hearing from him we were just like that's fucking crazy like yeah that's that's unreal but besides that we've barely like we, we haven't yeah. talked about it it really hasn't phased it's kind of like forgot i've like forgotten and there's just like these kind of moments where i'm like oh shit i still haven't heard from this fool so it's like it's a beautiful thing to get to a point where like hey my life is popping i actually fucking love my life with a passion as much as I get in the dumps about where I want to be versus where I'm not where I am now like I love my life and it's so cool to be like this is fucking beautiful with only like moments of like wait a fucking second right and those passionate moments are also good too yeah totally but I guess too I just want to say like where how emotional we just got in our conversation is not just about tt3 and that's right. kind of like where fuckboy ptsd comes in like this is not just about him this is just like this overall behavior that women have to deal with or people have to deal with who find themselves around fuckboys like yeah so tt3 i already know you're not listening this far because you're not the kind of person who would be able to tell take this kind of feedback right. But, like, let's say that you were listening. I'm 100% sure that you're not, though. <laughs> if you somehow made it to this episode and then, like, and an hour in. And <laughs> it and then got into right here. Like, have it be known that you you doing this is not, like, the most giant part of our week or whatever. Right. Like, nah. And also, like, you doing this shit and, like, dudes doing this. Which reminds me of Arlington. Because mm-hmm. this dude, Arlington, who I've mentioned a few times now, hit me up the other day. Or I guess I hit him up first, but then he was like, why do you still, like, interact with me? Like, I've been such a jerk to you, da, da, da. I just feel so, like, why am I, how am I still so lucky to get to talk to you? Ugh. And, like, he is a fuckboy for sure. And, like, in that moment, it's like, bro, this is literally not about you. I was, I was very honest with him. I said, honestly, it's because I have some shit that I haven't worked out around, like, my own abandonment wounds. And I, in my mind... There, some, a part of me thinks that if I can finally get someone like you who doesn't know how to value me to change, then I have succeeded. I have finally healed and like solved all of my daddy issues. I said it kind of, that wasn't exactly what I said, but I said something like that. And just in that, it's like, newsflash homie, <laughs> like you might be the current function that is like bringing out a lot of shit and like causing me to maybe be clingy or feel like I'm going fucking crazy or like 
call you 20 times. I haven't done that since I was like 20. So just heads. I'm not doing that shit anymore, but I have in the past. Like you might be the thing that is at the center of my shit right now, but it actually has nothing to do with you. Yeah. So like, (laughs) don't think you have all this fucking power. You just happen to be the thing in my environment that is causing these parts of me to flare up. Yeah, because you're a lightweight, you're a lightweight shitty dude. And (laughs) our fathers were also lightweight shitty dudes. Yeah. And just what, even if they, we don't even have to go all the way back to daddy issues, even just the environment we live in now, like there's a lot of shitty men. And of course there's shitty women too. But when we talk about like, you know, actually two people recently have been surprised that I was, one was very surprised that I was scared to walk through a dark park and I was like oh it's good that you're here because I could never walk through this at night it was like 10 30 or 11 at night oh the person you went out with this wait no JFK Mm -hmm. and he was like wait what and I was like like getting raped and he was like oh my god and I was like yeah um and then Oscar whoa and then edit time edit time then deer hunter he was like oh why is your door always locked like, he was coming over at, like, 11 one night or something. And I'm like, because I'm a woman? And he was like, uh, what? And I'm like, yeah, I keep my door locked at all times. Like, because I could get raped. Like, for reals. That is something that... It's a real thing. And I think subconsciously, I probably think about it every single day, being a woman that lives alone. But I'm not, like, sitting here heavily, like sitting on it hella much because it is just my reality I don't double think it but Mm -hmm. yeah so the stresses that get brought out in us as women is not all about the one person it's about this like Mm -hmm. uh, glass table kind of it's not even that's not even the right word but it it all comes back to safety and there's a lot that we have to deal with that you guys don't understand when it comes to safety so with that when someone asks you for safety be it in a way that feels big to you or small or maybe the small actually feels big or whatever when in any way shape or form a person is requesting or expressing their need for safety take that shit seriously because it's not just about the current situation it's about not having safety in the past or being afraid of not having safety in the future and so when someone is saying hey i'd like to feel safe that is some real ass shit and it deserves attention and respect and honoring period no question period and like we've said in other episodes like also fine if you right if you can't do that, you can just say, well, that's too much for me. And then right. peace the fuck out. Like, right. that's it. Like, and I'm so, and it sucks that men don't have the opportunity to get to know themselves like women can because of patriarchy and toxic masculinity and all that shit. But like, if you can't even figure out in that moment, if it's too much for you or not, like your body is telling you something. Mm-hmm. So listen to it, even for five seconds. And if it just seems too much or 
totally fine or whatever express that that's it then we can go get safety some other way if you can't offer it even if it's a hard if it's not a hard no even if it's ooh maybe but it's not a clear it's not a clear yes so yeah. let's keep talking about it maybe not even today let's just keep this conversation going and in the meantime let's not do anything to our current relationship that might you know feel unsteady for either of us but yeah the knowing yourself piece is crucial crucial bro yeah well that's the pod (laughs) oh so now you can get pumped about you and your passionate life in these last few weeks yeah well I am grateful, even though today has been hard, I went to this really amazing Afrotech event and it was my first time feeling, well, it was my first time going to an in-person tech event, tech networking event since transitioning and like working to transition into tech. And I just felt so welcomed in so many ways. I felt welcomed into the tech community. I felt welcomed into the black tech community which is big as someone who's mixed race and has in times historically not necessarily been welcomed. Um, It felt really beautiful to just feel like a part of it in an organic way. And then to just have people like, oh, what's your LinkedIn? Like, add me right now. I'm about to hit up so-and-so send me your resume, send me your portfolio. I'm about to send it to this person, this person. Meanwhile, we're like dancing and singing Beyonce. Dancing to and singing Beyonce. It was just like the most beautiful thing. Um, So I do feel really aligned and grateful and excited and all of these things. And just like, I love who I am. And also love who I'm becoming, but I fucking love who I am. And that's really fucking cool to like see the work I've been doing on myself really like come into play in relation to other people, especially in a new environment. And I went to that shit by myself, you guys. That shit was scary. I was like in the car, literally hyping myself up, talking to myself, playing music to hype me up, like playing specific songs to like get me like ready. And then to just be there and be able to bring my full self. Yeah, that was cool. And like, I didn't tell you this, but um, when I sent my resume to someone and he was like, oh, I'm going to send it to so-and-so, he ended the message with, let's get this coin. (laughs) Yes. So yeah, that shit's fucking tight. So like the shit with TT3 and the feelings I'm having today in comparison are honestly kind of trivial. And um income like in yeah in relation to all of the ways that I see my life growing and expanding and all of the ways that I've that all of the things that feel big yeah these are moments in time yeah that's all a part of it yeah and you also had a cool date and I had a cool date. And I think, like, also to be celebrated, like, it was chill. And it's it was, still chill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing on it. There's no weight on it. Mm-hmm. We're capable of that, too. Yeah. Like, yep. 
Only to say that I'm still kind of just like speaking to like the few males that are left as fans. Out yeah. <laughs> like we can Thanks also for sticking be it out. chill. We can like mm-hmm. you had a good date with somebody who, you know, was attractive, was nice, is successful. Is like, interesting, is yeah, doing work that's kind of parallel adjacent to mine and as a gentleman paid for everything made the plans himself fully all i did was show the fuck up and it was good plans too. it was good plans to see phony people shout out to phony people you guys thanks for tuning in <laughs> i just want to say to the lead singer we love your hair what what is your regimen because <laughs> them locks are so moisturized good. yeah they were great live they're all beautiful people they're all beautiful phony people um and like speaking of boundaries he hella respected mine we got in we went inside it, it was he, packed and like no one was wearing masks me and him were in the back of the room i live with my mom so i and i spend time with emily so like i want to be very mindful of like n- not being in places where there's like a big ass crowds of unmasked people and i was standing there for a while we were there for like 20 minutes and then i just was like hey uh i'm not really feeling that comfortable with being inside with all of these people that are unmasked and like dancing hella tightly together and stuff and i and i was literally just like i don't really know what to do about it i'm just like saying it out loud and he was like i hella hear you honestly me too we could go and so we ended up just sitting outside at the fireplace of the venue, like just talking. We had another drink, just like having a great fucking time. And I shared I didn't feel safe. He recognized it. He shared he didn't even feel safe. And we like, and we just moved on and we still had a great time. Haven't talked and it's all good. Like there's yeah. no, like we talked a little bit, um, have like checked in, but like nothing, no it was just like yeah chill from start to finish yeah and i'm very grateful for that too yeah totally that it's always nice to have a good dating experience that's just just what it is Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yep yeah sweet how are you feeling fine um Well, one thing I was thinking about yesterday is like, God, and I hope that this is kind of one of the last episodes that where JFK isn't just talked about for like 96% of my conversation, (laughs) but, um, like out of fairness for him too, like, God damn, you've heard, you've had to hear a lot about you and what's like analyzing in Mm -hmm. my head, like, okay. Um, but yeah, I I'm gonna open. I think the sun's about to go down. Oh, thank God! When I open my curtains. Let the sun go. Let the sun go away. The sun goes away. How the sunshine. Let the sun shine in. The sun shine in. Woo. I try to get a picture of you. I don't even think that I need to check in because it's already an hour and 25 minutes. 
Does it feel pressing? No. I mean, I I literally don't remember three quarters of the stuff that I wanted to talk about. Mm. Um, and then I'm, I've been thinking just like, when it comes to me, I'm kind of re... I'm not rethinking about casual dating, but I'm like, oh, as I'm starting, not starting to go, as I'm going, I'm like, I think I'm learning more and more that like, oh yeah, I actually do want to be in a relationship like Mm. pretty soon. And I don't know exactly what that means on God's timeline, but like casual dating has been cool, but I think it, I think I'm start starting to get ready to claim out loud in a full sentence of just like actually I'm ready for my partner and like yes yeah well when we were talking to Marvell a second ago you said something that was literally that and I was like oh like you said like what was it what were we talking about him what were we talking about with him I don't know, because all I had said is that I was... No, maybe it was someone else. Oh, it was Gavin. Oh, okay. Was it? I I remember you saying something along the lines of, like, I want a committed relationship or something like that. Oh, damn. Oh, shit. Like, I thought that. And so that's so cool that now you're, like, yeah. Oh, cute. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I just want to, like, step into claiming that more. And it doesn't mean that, like... Yeah, I don't know what that means for me in dating right now. And I think it's starting to form, like, as the days go on. But I'm like, oh, like, actually, I'm totally comfortable with asking for quite a bit in the other Mm -hmm. person. And being like, and I am going to give that back in my ways. And, like, that person is out there. And I'm so capable and ready of it. Ready for it. And, yeah. And so what would be the purpose of like casually dating more and more Mm -hmm. but I do I was also thinking like the person that I have been casual with over these last few weeks to a month like it's nice but then I kind of am mean to myself about certain things so the example I'm thinking of is I got to talk to JFK yesterday. It felt really good. It felt so good to see him on FaceTime and, like, just be happy to see each other. And he's so sweet. And, yeah, he just brings me a special kind of joy. Mm -hmm. And it's newer between us because now that time has is going by and we're not seeing each other, I just have more time to reflect and... So the way that I'm feeling about him is, I don't want to say it's changing, but it's just like growing in this cute way. And it's not like growing hella fast or like, oh, it's becoming this other thing. But it's just like, you know what? That is a good dude. Mm -hmm. Like he's been a solid ass, good ass dude. I'm Mm -hmm. so happy that I met him for however short or long I will know him. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But... It was interesting because when we got off the phone later, I was just thinking about like, oh, I have stuff like stuff comes up and I'm kind of sick of being like, oh, well, it's on me to like deal with this. It's my responsibility to take care of this feeling because X, Y and Z where it's like or 
maybe you just really want a committed relationship with somebody like Mm -hmm. not with him but like because he I can't try I can't even try it's not not with him because of of reasons but more just like no because he lives across the country and I couldn't even ask myself that question because I don't know him like that Mm -hmm. but I'm more just saying that so Mm -hmm. I was just trying to take care of his feelings just (laughs) then that's so dumb I don't want to do that anymore by saying like I can just say like you don't think you would want to really or I don't even need to like I don't even know what I was saying but yeah I just tried to like sugar it up Mm -hmm. for him who what Mm -hmm. no Mm -hmm. um yeah speak your truth girl yeah so it's interesting because I care about his well-being and like I would love to like see joy for him and because I like him as a person who has treated me safely and has like honored the things that I've needed and even though it's been kind of small because we're not an item because we're not dating it's still he's still stepped up stepped up to the plates that I've wanted him to step up to Mm -hmm. without me even needing to say anything I haven't even really had to claim much I I told him at the beginning I was a sensitive person and that after I have sex it's intense but that's it but still I haven't even had to ask and um yeah so when I think about him I'm like I because I care about him I want to if I'm picturing him I want to picture him in joy I want to picture him loving his life I want to picture him feeling passion and feeling ignited and but I noticed on the way home that I had a like I just had a visualization so he's going to Miami and now I keep thinking about him okay it's okay we can edit this out mm-hmm. but just speak so honestly he's... and then we'll go back okay and we'll goog on it so he's <laughs> so he's driving his he's driving with his mom's boyfriend to Miami from Queens to Miami because his mom's boyfriend just got a job out there and he's gonna stay out there probably for like a week during this big art show out there and for some reason I pick like later I was at work I pictured him I didn't even go as far as picturing him with another woman but the thought even crossed my mind of him having having a fling out there and my heart just felt horrible Mm. like just ripped to shreds Mm. like and it's so weird to be I can observe it Mm -hmm. and be like whoa (laughs) like I feel I felt jealousy Mm. and I felt horrible pain like Mm. and and I wanted to talk about it on the podcast because I'm like what is that like Mm. I I care about this person I want him to be happy like him him being with a girl in Miami doesn't negative negatively affect my life at all Mm. and like even if he met someone out there and had a fling out there that doesn't mean he wouldn't come visit me again that doesn't take anything away from me Mm. Mm -hmm. It takes zero things away from me, but I can't handle it. And so at first I'm like, well, what's, what's so wrong with me? Or like, what needs to be like changed here? And then later that night I was like, or 
maybe it's because you do actually want to be with somebody and like regular ass monogamy is like maybe I don't feel safe in this because what I want is a real Mm -hmm. ass relationship without other flings happening at different with other people yeah yeah which is not weird no it's just that it happens to be placed on somebody that it is casual I don't want to ask him not to do that I wouldn't Mm -hmm. I don't know him yeah like I just think he's a great person who came into my life and gave me a lot of goodness like Mm -hmm. I don't need to ask more from that but having that strong of a reaction is an indication of something and I can go more and more about how much I need to be healed on my own abandonment wounds and da 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 jealousy let me unravel jealousy what does that mean it must be it must mean I have an insecurity here da 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 like or <laughs> you could just want to be with somebody who's like oh I'm trying to only be with you yeah and maybe it's both like I think about like polyamory or like ethical non-monogamy and just the how it's like radical for many people and they talk about it and like it's like allowed me to like really release my attachment to ego and da 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 and it's like that sounds great in theory like to like be with someone and then like allow both of us to like openly be with other people it sounds like a great thing to like help the ego chill out and like work on your deepest like insecurities and stuff like that but also like we're doing so much work all the time like we don't need to do that also like Mm -hmm. you are working on all those things Mm -hmm. already it doesn't have to be one or the other and you don't have to go to the we don't have to go to the stream like i don't have to be in a non-monogamous relationship to work on my abandonment wounds and Mm -hmm. like to heal and like become the most confident person i'm already doing all that shit i don't need to like put myself in another and sometimes it's like yo I'm going to work on that one next lifetime because I just don't have enough time. I don't have enough time to do everything and become, like, the most, like, yeah. It's just not everything is for everything, every time, everyone, every situation. It's like, yeah, you can. Sure, maybe that was attached to something else, too. But it doesn't, yeah, like, and you want to be in a kind of relationship where that doesn't happen and it's okay to have a reaction thinking that to thinking that that might not like at the possibility of that not happening or if we go down the fantasy loop with this person and then you go to then you think oh but what if he has a yeah it makes a lot of sense that you would go there and that's totally okay it's not the antithesis of your healing and your not wanting to yeah, like working on the things that you want to work on. Yeah, and everybody has different needs. And so right. I think that feeling in me is like, oh, I have a need to be with somebody where we're securely knowing that we're digging each other and that's where we're at is each mm-hmm. other. Mm-hmm. Where when they go to Miami to help move their mom's boyfriend, I'm they're not going to there's no sort of open-ended question of mm-hmm. are they going to have a fling? Right. And like, yeah, maybe the maybe the pain in my body isn't something that needs to be totally unraveled and figured out. Maybe rather it's a feeling of like, oh, steer the other way. 
Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh, my, I'm saying that I don't feel safe right now, so I need to do something else to make me feel safe. And what if that thing is uh, not, not that. casually dating yeah. or not right. casually sleeping with people? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think casually dating is fine because that could be the way that I meet my partner is by dating. I don't know. But, yeah. And, I mean, thank God I chose to have sex with somebody who is... I was going to say who's taking care of my heart, but he's not. It's just been nice to sleep with somebody who's been respectful, who's kept it casual, but been responsive and respectful while also keeping it casual. Mm-hmm. I love him. I know you do, and I, I'm happy that you said that out loud on the podcast because mm-hmm. I wanted him to hear that. Love you, Simone loves you. It's Literally so never had a conversation with this person. <laughs> it's so cute. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a good one. Whoever gets him is lucky. Well, the sun is going down beautifully, I must say. And we are what? two hours in at this point yeah i think it's the end of the pod well folks episode yeah hey maybe the pod true knowing us um we hope this episode fed you in whatever way you were hoping to be fed or in ways that you weren't expecting to be fed yeah and I hope just even a few fuckboys got through it just mm-hmm. to hear some things. But maybe I'll... You, know, you can't hear it unless you're ready to hear it. So whoever's made it this far was just ready. Mm-hmm. And that's that. Maybe next time. Maybe next go around. Mm-hmm. But stop but stop terrorizing women. For real. Mm. You're really mostly terrorizing yourself. I guess. But that's yeah. a whole nother podcast, and that's when we'll have our merch ready. We'll talk yeah. about the the side where we can be compassionate around yeah. fuckboys because they're going through some shit, too. But this episode is not about that. Not about that. This episode is about how fuckboy shit is just straight up not attractive anymore. Yeah. We don't Y'all want that. Y'all had your season. Yeah. Y'all had your fun. It's over. I'm not even going to be here anymore analyzing why you're doing right. anything that you do. Because I'll be Especially over you the not, first time you do it. Right. Especially not from a standpoint of what we should have done differently. Uh-huh. Maybe out of just, like, sheer curiosity. Which is, yeah. But other than that, done, son. Yeah. And with that, we love you all. Stay safe. And have fun. Bye. Remember to ask for your needs. Indeed. And remember to value and honor other people's needs. And remember that if you can't, or if you don't know that you can't, (laughs) (laughs) it's fine to say you don't know yet, and it's fine to say no. Just say I don't know. Instead of just say no. Just say say, I don't know.